This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hang.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest today is a gentleman by the name of Amos Born-Trager. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about who Amos is. Who is Amos? Well, known as a public speaker, author, and business coach, Amos Borntrager is creating hope and delivering a message which has helped thousands of people rise above mediocrity and to follow their dreams as he learned to do. Amos was born and raised in an Amish community until five years ago, and he tells his story in his book, From Buggy to Benz, of how he turned adversities, values, and truths he experienced as a child growing up into multi-million dollar businesses. So, Amos, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your hectic schedule to join myself and the loyal listeners here today. How are you, my friend? Lisa, I'm doing well. The honor is uh, certainly mine to be able to be on your show. Oh, well, that's a lovely thing to say. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, what I always do, Amos, when I get right into this, because, of course, as I mentioned, this is unscripted dialogue. I think it just makes for a much more organic and authentic discussion, and you never know what's going to come out of it as a result of approaching it that way. So I'm always actually interested in first finding out, as I'm sure the listeners are too, the inception of my guest's journey. So where did this all begin from you? You talk about having come from an Amish community up until just recently, five years ago, and exit that so for those who wouldn't have insight into what that type of lifestyle is all about can you maybe perhaps share some of that maybe how that ties into some of the adversities we mentioned in the bio sure i would love to and uh, first lisa i also want to say i I not only appreciate and and really uh feel honored and and, uh, consider this a privilege to be able to be on your on your uh um podcast but also the you know the things that you stand for and believe in are things that just really uh, resonated with me as I was uh, listening to your podcast and of course following you on social media uh, there's so much that uh, we may not think that we might have in common but when we get down to the bottom of it regardless of where we came from or where we how we grew up you know there's just so many things that uh, entrepreneurs might have in common especially people that have to face their fears and really uh, make uh, major changes in their life. And so for myself, um, Lisa, some of the biggest things that really, uh, I guess, was a a tough transformation, if you will, 
And of course, tough is only as tough as long as we allow it to be or as long as we choose for it to be. But in my situation, for people that maybe don't understand the Amish culture, we uh, live without uh, like running water, if you will, no indoor plumbing, no electricity. Uh, everything has to be done by hand, whatever we do. And especially in my communities, we were very uh, uh, laid back, if you will, and just uh, had no conveniences at all of into like we you know use in today's society so mm -hmm. uh, uh for myself lisa it was uh, one of those things where i really thought that was going to be the rest of my life but there came a point in time uh lisa where i uh, found myself in a position both uh, health-wise and also financially where i knew i needed to do something different and i really always felt like there was something more uh, that could be done. I, I could do something more than what I've been doing. However, due to the fact that I was dyslexic and um, and because of that, uh, our communities didn't really know how to uh, handle that. So they didn't know it was called dyslexic. So they didn't. They just really thought that this person wasn't uh, able to learn. So I, I always, when I share that part of it, people are like, "Oh my gosh!" So you got very little uh, schooling. That's so true. But I've come to understand self-education and have spent hours and days and actually um, years self-educating myself in so many different areas. And, and, I, and I like to say that I have a unique advantage above everybody else is because I've had to self-educate myself. I had the privilege to do that, uh, even though at the time I didn't realize the value that that added. But today I realize um, how much that has actually been able to elevate me. Number one uh, was it, it forced me to face my fears. It forced mm -hmm. me to step out. It forced me to do things that uh, um, under any other circumstances I certainly would not have done. So what I've come to understand is all these adversities and what I used to think were adversities, the things that uh, I thought were liabilities really have – uh, transformed into assets for me. And, uh, uh, you know, just just some of the most simple things that uh, maybe we don't think of can sometimes create the biggest transformation. Absolutely. Well, you know, t talking about elevation, what I'm going to say, having listened to that and having learned a little bit more about you than behind the scenes when we spoke on the phone in preparing for this interview um, you know, my level of my level of respect for you just really went through the roof there because, you know, as you know, Amos, and, and I believe in synergies and I believe that there's no coincidence attached to how people come into your life and how uh, people just show up, you know, and I think a lot of that's attributed to the energies that we choose to emit and I believe it's a choice. I believe a lot of what we're talking about here is based on choice. And so rather than you focusing on what was perceivably at once upon a time deficits uh, you and liabilities, you took that and you thought, okay, maybe I have to refigure this out. Maybe I have to uh, get very clear on what it is that I still believe that I'm deserving and worthy to achieve in my life, knowing that by doing so and choosing to do so, it will be in alignment and congruency with what I identify for myself as my purpose and my passion. And so rather than focusing on the things that you uh, could have very easily wound up just, 
you know, resigning yourself to believing nothing's ever going to happen, uh, you know, there, there's no real grand future in store for you, you thought, okay, you know, there's many different ways to learn. And a lot of how we tackle our resourcefulness and uh, our gumption and our fortitude is based on shifting our mindset. So let's talk about mindset. How has your mindset transformed, particularly in the last five years uh, of exiting Amish community? Well, very good, and that's probably one of my favorite things that I love to talk about. But uh, um, I guess the first thing that really helped me transform, that helped me, uh, um, uh, you know, change my mindset, the first change of mindset that I had was when I realized that, um, you know, I can no longer put the blame on where I came from. I can no longer put the blame on the fact that I did get very little education. I can no longer... Um, say, well, listen, you know, I grew up in a different uh, environment. I don't understand all these different things. So today, you know, when somebody's talking to me and they're talking about sports or whatever it may be, I'll just be upfront. You know, I really don't know a whole lot about that simply because I didn't grow up with it, but I, I'm interested. Share with me. So the idea is to, to uh, simply be open about what I know that I don't know However, uh, the thing that's probably changed the most for me was when I took full responsibility for who I was, where I was at, and I realized that up to that point, Lisa, I simply was exactly where I had chose to be. And so, you know, once I understood that uh, from this day forward, a year from now, I will be where I choose to be, uh, nobody else will impact me or Keep me from – well, yes, there's a lot of people that will impact me. I have a lot of mentors that help me move up. But uh, nobody's going to keep me from moving up. It's going to be my choices. And when I took full responsibility and uh, realized that uh, it totally is all up to me, it's me, my choices that I make, uh, whether I choose to be positive, whether I choose to be negative, whether I choose to go back into some of the old programs, mm. or whether I choose to avoid those and, and – uh, uh, use everything that happens for me as a learning curve and um, expect to learn from everything that happens, things that maybe don't feel good at the time, you know, there's always something good there. And I just realized that I can choose to learn from those. So the choice of, uh, of changing the mindset from things happen to me to recognizing that everything is there uh, can be for a good reason whether or not I choose for it to be is my choice. However, taking full responsibility for where I am, who I am, and where I'm going changed everything for me. Stellar. Stellar. Absolutely love it. Everything you're saying resonates with me 120%. So, you know, what I would also be interested to know is, again, once, the, once again, the loyal listeners too, uh, Amos, is, you know, we often talk about, um, having to recalibrate and deconstruct and deprogram uh, what's been indoctrinated into our original way of thinking or our belief systems, which, again, could be imparted and impressed upon us either through um, parents, community, culture, religion, parenting, you name it, the list goes on. So in terms of you getting exceptionally clear, which I believe for anybody to honor who and what their purpose is and to take it to the next level in their life, uh, you really do have to get exceptionally clear. So it, how, can you maybe perhaps explain to us the ways in which you had to uh, 
deconstruct your original program thinking and and when you became cognizant of that maybe it was brought on by something cathartic maybe it was you know i can't take this anymore you just reached your all-time bottom low maybe you could share a little bit of that with us amos yes wow very good i um talk about hitting a bottom low was actually that was five years ago um Health-wise, Crohn's disease, dealing with a lot of different health issues, um, not wasn't looking good, in and out of the hospital a lot. Uh, financially, wasn't where I wanted to be, not even close. Um, and uh, at that point in time, I'll never forget, there came, that was that one day that I just uh, realized that, uh, you know, I've been being influenced by a lot of people. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do certain things that I wanted to do. Uh, in business, uh, based on our community's beliefs, I wasn't uh, um, allowed to do a lot of things that I, I felt I was capable of doing and wanted to do, and it could have set my family free financially. So, you know, there came – Lisa, there was just this one day that um, I – honestly, I'm sitting in the very town right now that I was in that day I made that decision, and, and uh, something had happened that day that uh, – I realize as long as I'm buying these people's opinions and buying into what they're asking me to do, I'm also buying their lifestyle. I'm buying their, their, um, uh, you know, their financial uh, status. I'm buying everything that they have as long as I'm living up to what they're asking me to do. And it really just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. All of a sudden, I realized. That yeah, I'm going to have to change who I listen to if I want to have a change of where I'm going. And that very day, I made a decision that I'm going to do whatever it takes, and I'm going to listen to whomever I need to that's going to elevate me to the levels that I want to go to, that's going to help me, direct me in the right direction, and I really don't care the cost, the sacrifices that it'll take. I was sick and tired of being where I was at. I was done with it. There was no future in where I was going. Um, you know, there was just nothing to look forward to in the, the current circumstance and the state that I was in. You there, Amos? Amos? And Lisa, that was probably the turning point. And the right people started coming into my life. That's when I started listening to the right people and, of course, was directed in the right direction. Opportunities started to show up, and I actually looked at them from a different perspective. And uh, from that, uh, Lisa, it was, uh, it was just a complete transformation for myself. It wasn't easy. That's when the tough really began. That's when I had to start facing my fears. Uh, the thing that I was fear that I feared the most was public speaking, and that was one of the first few things that I was asked to do in the business that I chose to do next. And so, of course, uh, I could either I realized after a bit that uh, I could either keep running from it or I could face it and, and and try to do it. I got definitely sick every time I thought about it, but I do it anyway. And after a bit, it didn't, you know, I got a little bit easier and a little bit easier. But what I learned from that was uh, in all areas of our life, we're going to have to face our fears. We're going to have to step up. And if we don't, 
we'll just choose to stay in the same place regardless of where it is that we're at. We're all at a different level, and we all have a, a, a certain amount of things that uh, – a certain fear that we need to address, a certain fear that we can choose to step into and choose to uh, overcome. So, Lisa, I guess my biggest thing was just making that decision, just making that choice that this is it. This is the end of living the way I've been living. Uh, I didn't have the answers. I don't need to have all the answers when I make that choice. Making the choice is what makes the difference. Fantastic. Well, a lot of bullseyes and, and bingos there with your answers. And, you know, had you not made the decision to, uh, you know, resurrect things and change things and transform things, and if I hadn't made the same decisions, you and I wouldn't be talking today. We wouldn't be joined by the listeners uh, you wouldn't be in the world of doing what you do to impart your message to thousands and thousands of people, nor would I. So I'm so grateful uh, that although we never knew each other once upon a time, that through you choosing to do the work and myself choosing to do the work, we are now on the same similar path. So good job, my friend. You there, Amos? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so sorry. I don't know if it's the connection. There's been a bit of cutting out, so we'll we'll just keep going as we can because this is uh, welcome to the world of technology, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we know that there is a mind-body-spirit connection when it comes to what we do, being in the personal development world and choosing to help find other people's voices, help other people find their own voices in terms of empowering other people. And just using our story, our example, the tools that are in our toolbox and some of the strategies that we've navigated, maneuvered along the way, um, you know, to take it outside of ourselves. Because it's not about us. It's about the collective. So in terms of the mind-body-spirit connection and knowing that there is that correlation between mindset and physiology and and cellular uh, movement and, and, you know, Everything that's embodied within us, we emit out into the universe. So um, how has your health been as a result of some of these major transformational changes you've made? Oh, my health has been um, incredible since. Uh, it's taken a while. Um, the illness that I just described doesn't, like, disappear overnight, and it normally doesn't come overnight either. So, uh, But it has been uh, – the transformation has been incredible. Uh, today, five years later – 98% better than I was uh, five years ago when I was in and out of the hospital a lot uh, with really no uh, no hope, medically speaking, to move forward in, in that arena. So uh, I, I contribute a lot of that also to the mindset, uh, to being able to change the mindset, to being able to uh, – uh, John Maxwell says it so well, where there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. And, and you know, once we uh, – once I had hope in the future, I realized that, hey, listen, my life is not over. I really have an opportunity. Yes, there was lots of sacrifices. We had to, you know, we uh, uh, were, were like rejected from not only our family, but um, uh, all of our community. Once you step out of the Amish community, it's another story. You, uh, uh, you don't go back to visit, in, especially in my, my community. So there was a lot of sacrifice. However, I also had a lot of hope. Uh, uh, Lisa, there was, you know, there was this idea that uh, my life is really just beginning. There was this idea that there's all these things that I dreamed about and uh, actually had wanted to do as a kid kind of started coming back. It's like, is this for real? Is this possible? Can I actually uh, 
be the guy that I wanted to be. You know, most of my life, Lisa, I'd spent my time um, trying to prove to these people that I wasn't who they said I was. I wasn't this stupid kid that couldn't do well in life. I wasn't this guy that whatever they had said, all these interesting things that they'd said. But lately after, uh, you know, I made this step and this transformation, I began to realize that that's the least bit of my goals today. It's not about proving to anybody. I have nothing to prove to anyone except myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, my job is, like you said, Lisa, is this is collective. This is about making a better life for someone else. It's about uh, understanding people. It's about knowing where people are at and, and helping them get from where they're at to where they want to go. I've been there. I've been at the bottom both health-wise and financially. I've been at the bottom from uh, being in a culture. Uh, I've been at the bottom in so many different areas. I can relate. I understand. But I also don't take excuses because I know that there is none. I mean, anybody, regardless of where we're at, what our circumstances are, I'll listen. I'm empathetic with it. But I'm not going to take by your excuse. You can pull out of it. Anybody can pull out of wherever they're at. There just is nothing that can keep us in one particular situation other than our own choices. Absolutely. Again, once again, I wholeheartedly agree with you 100%. So, you know, why don't we talk a little bit about your book? You know, when when was the inception of the book? Uh, again, was there, rather than telling the tale and contrasting your life before within the Amish community, exiting the Amish community, and, of course, that being very much encompassed in the premise of your book. But was there an actual incident or something cathartic that happened to you that resonated with you that made you realize, okay, I need to write this book, and I need to write it now, and this is exactly what I know it needs to be about? Well, um, that's a a, uh, different subject, the book. Uh, To be honest, the reason I started writing the book, yes, there was various things that came up uh, that caused me to write it, number one. Um, You know, you talked earlier about programs that we have and that uh, uh, maybe are – every time we get put in a certain position, new – in our life, we're always having new experiences, and we always respond – in a certain way to all new experiences. The next time we get put in that experience, it's just really natural to do the same thing we've done before. We create programs. And I realized that to really get rid of these programs and to help people see that it doesn't matter where they come from, who they are, uh, who they think they are, everybody can have the level of success that they want. So that was part of the reason to write the book, which is to give people hope. Because, again, I strongly believe, Lisa, that when people have hope in their life, they walk and they talk with a different spirit. They they uh, uh, appreciate what they've got uh, from a complete different – when you have no hope, people don't appreciate things. I, I, I just see this all day long. People that uh, really don't think there's any hope for them, they're also not appreciative. So my I, I feel that whenever we can create hope with people – Mm-hmm. It sets them up for the first step of success. So that's part of why the book was written, was to give people hope. Hey, listen, if this guy can do it and be successful in the in a world of technology, when he came from a world that he was not only not taught to not have technology, but was uh, literally shunned to even uh, 
uh, think about having technology, you know, to stepping into this and not only understanding it, but doing well in this in this world of technology. Anybody can do it, and it doesn't just have to be technology. But I'm using this term because that's what we live on. That's what we do today. That's what we use to communicate, and and uh, uh, that's our main source of communication today. So that was to give people hope. Number two, it allowed me to relive all those things and decide what portion of it that was actually going to go in there and what portion was it. I mean, there's uh, most of the adversities did not land in the book, but enough of a flavor to give people an idea that, listen, um, you know, if somebody like this can do well, uh, we can do well as well. So my hope and dream is that this will continue impacting people in a way of, inspiring them to take action on their own dreams and to take action and realize that their life is not over, just like mine. They can become anything they choose to do in a shorter period of time as they choose to make it in. Fantastic. Well, let me ask you this, because a lot of people, when they cite who was most tangible or instrumental uh, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to role modeling, and when it comes to examples, a lot of people will oftentimes uh, not all times, but in some cases, cite their parents, whether it be the strong influence of a mother or the strong influence of the father, or in some cases, people are fortunate to say both. Now, given that you ha- exited the community, and of course, you're making a stand, and your value system and your goals are then no longer congruent with the mindset or the value system of what you have been raised and brought up in. So, if not with the support and the role modeling and the endorsement uh, of your parents, per se, and your community, um, who then became instrumental in your journey in terms of mentorship, whether it be tangible or intangible, Amos? Wow. There's a a lot of different people that have impacted my life in a a big way. I would like to say one of them would be John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Port with um, Heroic Public Speaking, Um, There's just so many different people that uh, literally I'm in contact with uh, weekly. And, of course, uh, uh, Lisa, recently just your podcasting has been so inspiring and uh, uh, helpful to me as well. So I'm still – I'm always in that curious, learning, growing, uh, evolving stage, and and, and I'll never come out of that. I'll never – I'll never – lose my curiosity i'll never lose my uh, desire to dream more and desire to uh, become more so i would like to say uh, people like tony robbins and uh, will smith uh, matter of fact i know some of his mentors and and uh, so just a lot of different uh, people like that that maybe have uh, have met with adversities and uh, have moved up in life i love tony robbins story of how he uh, I started out as a young man, you know, going through a lot of different adversities. I can relate to a lot of those things, and and uh, that's very, you know, instrumental to me to hear that because it's like, okay, he has no excuse. He took no excuses. He made no excuses. He went on. I really don't have any either. My story is different, yes, but it's still all the same in the end. It was his choices that put him where he's at today. And it's going to be my choices that will put me a year from now where I want to be or a little bit closer to where I want to be. So so uh, uh, I would like to say, you know, a lot of those uh, well-known speakers, just listening to them every day, listening to uh, – and then, of course, uh, if I can get a chance to get to their events and actually talk to them, I'll always take the, uh, take the time to do that as well as I appreciate and 
and to so value the time that I've taken in uh, visiting with you. And as you figured out, every time we talk, Lisa, I'm always full of questions. And, <laughs> and I thank you for all your answers. You've been so uh, helpful to me. Well, Amos, I want to say thank you for the compliment and the kind words, but certainly that works both ways. And again, as I preface to you, and I say quite publicly and quite consistently, Bib attracts tribe. So again, the clearer you come, become, uh, the more on fire you become, the more non-negotiable certain things become within your own DNA. And I really believe you can rewire your DNA. It's been done and it's been proven time and time again when people talk about the before and after contrast of the transformations that have occurred in their life based on their mindset. And so what you believe, and if it's authentically believed and spoken and dialogued within yourself – it just becomes like brushing your teeth. It becomes like any other simple so-called mundane task of how we execute and navigate our 24-7, you know, 365 days a year. So, you know, it's um, it, 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 so it does align you. You know, it does align me having chosen to do so with people such as yourself, Amos. And I'm eternally grateful. I'm eternally grateful to you, every person who I've had the blessing and the privilege and the honor of showcasing on radio, to all the loyal listeners who, you know, very much sponge up the content and the information that's shared between myself and my guests. Because for people who are searching, for people who are hungry, for people who are perhaps a little bit disillusioned, they know they want to play a bigger game. They know they deserve more. They know that life is too short not to be fulfilled, not to be happy. Uh, not to be internally successful, intrinsically successful with however people choose to define that for themselves. People will tune into this show to learn things as I'm learning from you, just listening to you as one of my guests, and I can't thank you enough. So having said that, Amos, for those who are listening, uh, similar and not unlike what you would share when you take the stage or you do mentoring and coaching with your clients, what what would you say – uh, as maybe a few quick, simple, understandable, easy um, tools or nuggets or gems that you can impart to the listening audience for those who want to just get off the fence and get eradicate themselves from the mediocrity and from being immobilized in fear. What would you say? Wow, there's so many different ways to go. Uh, and, and you talked about in the coaching, and of course that's quite different, because there we're listening to people and learning what's going on with them and just mm -hmm. takes a few words to figure out where somebody is at. I think oftentimes uh, when I ask people to, you know, they're coming with their problems, they're trying to figure out where they want to go. Most people are looking at where they want to go and really don't pay attention to where they're at. Um, you know, we can drop somebody off in a desert somewhere and they have no clue what desert they're at, what country they're in. And we can give them a compass, but they'll never get to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, because they don't know where they're at. And so I like to uh, help people kind of figure out where they are. Um, and, 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 and my suggestion is anybody can figure out where they're at. You can, if you take a moment to look at your programs, how do I respond uh, to certain things happening in, in my daily life? How do I respond to uh, uh, when someone that I love maybe says something or someone that I don't like says something that I don't like? Whatever it is, there's so many different areas that we recognize patterns with ourselves. Sometimes we clam up. Sometimes we uh, might lose it. Whatever it is, we can look at patterns and pretty quick figure out where we're at. And as soon as we know where we're at, then we can figure out how to get to the next place. It's virtually impossible uh, for most people to get 
to where they want to go without realizing where they're at. So my first suggestion is, where are you at? What's keeping you from taking that step? Why would you not take that step? I mean, most people don't even know why they don't take that step. They come up with some lame idea, and and, and the bottom line is that's a program to procrastinate. That's just mm-hmm. one of their programs. So once we figure out where we're at, what is truly keeping me? Why can't I make that decision today? Matter of fact, two days ago I had this conversation in, uh, up in Akron, Ohio, and the, the lady was like, um, you know, I just don't know. Uh, um, I, I know I need to make a change in my life. I know I need to – a business person. I know I need to go to the second – you know, the next level of my business. And so the question was very simple. Why? Why are you not doing it now? When is is that day that you're going to say enough is enough? So my question was, you know, give me an answer. I had a pen and paper ready. Tell me what day are you going to decide that this is it? I'm going to the next level. I'm taking my business to the next level. I'm doing whatever needs to be done to go there because I'd like to know which day you're going to decide to do that because I don't want to waste a lot of time (laughs) until you decided that you're going to move forward with your life. Why don't you tell me, and then we'll get this marked down, and then we'll plan on that day. Needless to say, that very day she made the decision. Great. Well, and again, that reiterates and reinforces what you said at the top of the hour about accountability. You have to take responsibility, and, you know, I really believe our DNA and the way in which we dialogue with ourselves, it's you've got to be emphatic. You know, you've got to be obsessed with it. You've got to be 100% all in. You've got to be committed. And, yes, we know, and we can talk a little bit about this, too, in terms of the realities of how, as an entrepreneur especially, or in my case, being a solopreneur, you know, when you start evolving, when you start start momentously raising and rising, um, you know, more things get added to the pot. There's more correspondence. There's more deadlines. There's more objectives. There's more clients. There's more projects. There's more of everything. And so if you're truly committed for that to not only maintain at that level, but you're wanting to expand, you're continually wanting to expand, you're continually wanting to grow, you know, you have to be 100% adamant with yourself. And again, how you dialogue with yourself is everything because we're with ourselves 24-7 regardless of who our mentors are uh, or what books we choose to read or what YouTube videos we choose to view and listen to. But it's very important that you say this is non-negotiable. You know, I don't care if my computer falls apart. I don't care if, you know, people get sick or if I'm left holding the ball or whatever the circumstances may be, um, you know, or third-party people that you're reliant upon. And in fairness to them, life happens and people get dealt sometimes a not very good card that they have to deal with unforeseen circumstances all the time. But you can't sit in that and you can't use that as an excuse. You've got to move on. You've got to move on. So, you know, what do you say to people in terms of, um, well, going back to what you said about that person writing down, you know, today, we're going forward with this today. Again, it is about accountability. It is about taking complete 100% ownership. And what I love and what we share in common as far as our our being enamored and uh, respecting Tony Robbins, you know, he says the number one thing that's important, which is true, is resourcefulness. You know, if you are resourceful, you can find whatever you need. Whatever roadblock you feel that you've come up against, you can overcome that by being resourceful. And particularly in this industry of, you know, social media and networking and connecting, there really is no excuse. Yes, I love what you said about being resourceful. Uh, I had to chuckle on that one because uh, 
uh, it really uh, relates to myself in terms of, you know, English is not my first language. So I've worked very, very hard on uh, improving that in the last several years. Uh, but I still struggle sometimes to find the right word to describe what I'm trying to say in English. And and I'm going to try to keep it English for the rest of the conversation. However, <laughs> uh, for the sake of the conversation is uh, I, um, you know, I have to be resourceful. I have to figure out different ways of, of sometimes uh, expressing, sometimes uh, helping people in, in business, in whatever it may be, because I do work with a lot of different languages. I do work with a lot of different people. But, uh, you know, being resourceful, we, we, we totally, totally have what it takes uh, to do whatever we choose to. I believe it's within each and every person. If they have a dream of something, they've also got the ways to make it happen. But until we know that we've got that, we don't take action on it. Uh, people that don't believe that they can do something won't take step number one. They just don't. And and and, and Lisa, we talked a little bit about the, the lady that you know then made a choice that day to to change her life, and she did. And she's been having very good success the last couple of days in her traditional business. However, making that choice, making that decision. Is, is sometimes a program because people were told their whole life what to do and what they can't do. And I find this as a, uh, as a very powerful program, and people don't realize that they've got it. They almost have to wait on somebody to tell them it's okay to go change their life. Mm -hmm. It's okay to go do whatever they want to do in life. We, we wait on somebody to give us the right. And I like to give people the right to do that, but then I don't like to give them the right to do that. I want them to do it themselves because if I give you the right to go change your life, which, Lisa, you don't need, you are changing your life and millions of others by what you do. Uh, but, however, for people that are waiting for somebody to give them the right to go do it and give them the encouragement, that's great. However, I'm going to encourage you to do it anyway. Just step up. Don't wait on somebody because what if that person doesn't show up? Yeah. He's not there to tell you to change your life. Somebody needs to take ownership and, and, and just know that you can do it. You've got it within you. We all do. The answers are within us if we just search, if we just look and realize that once we make a choice, the answers almost always start showing up one at a time. The things that we need or we need to go, yes, we mess up a lot. That's great. Learn from it. But go on. Do it again. Do it again until you actually – start realizing that you have what it takes. Oh, isn't that interesting, Lisa, when you start getting to a level of success and then people go, how did you get so lucky? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't, I don't agree with the word luck. I think it's a very misconstrued, very misunderstood, and very misapplied word in the English language. Um, you know, and a lot of the inspirational videos that I soak up, a lot of the yumminess in the personal development world, you know, in, in its re repetition, I listen to the same things that really resonate with me repeatedly and consistently, not only when I'm up, but when I'm feeling challenged and when I know I need to shift again and recalibrate very, very quickly. Uh, and because I'm now wired to be responsive to that, to be receptive to that, that, that switch that I need to occur to get me back on track and get me back on my game, that's almost instantaneous. Um, but the other thing, too, that, um, you know, we often hear about is, you know, people will. They'll look at they'll, – they'll, this is where people get called like an overnight success. And there's videos that I've watched that very succinctly cite 
you know, what people are rewarded for in public, they, people have to realize that, that what you see is what has gone on behind the scenes for hours, laboring, sweating, crying in private. Uh, but it's been the commitment and the tenacity and the gumption, the fortitude, and being resolute with the conviction of, I am not going to quit. I don't care what X amount of, uh, you know, adversities or obstacles or challenges get thrown in my way. I've got the mindset I need to tackle and overcome every single one of them because I do understand fundamentally within all of this, this being my journey, my choice, my purpose, my vocation, my whatever, um, this is my responsibility. This is my responsibility. And when you get to, when you get to and cross over and you get to that level where, again, through repetition and pattern, like I go live every Friday, you know, I'm always seeking all kinds of guests. You know, there's a lot of work that's involved in that. Some people, they honor their commitment. They show up. Uh, they're prepared. Uh, some people lead you to believe that they're going to come on radio and for whatever reason don't communicate with you, whatever the reason, and it could be legitimate, it could be justifiable of why uh, it's not going to happen, you know. And it doesn't change or deviate from the way that I, I do things. You know, I'm very savvy with my marketing. I use social media as a 3D visionary board. I show that I'm holding myself accountable. Uh, I'm showing that I can be the example of what can be achievable in other people's lives, whether it's not compatible with what I do per se or not. But for whatever people are hungry for, you know, I, I use 3D, I, I use social media as a 3D visionary board because if people see, okay, well, you know, this didn't happen for Lisa. Like she said she was going to go after this. She was manifesting this. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not the general manager of the universe. I can't control what other people do, don't do, follow through on or not. Um, but I can still show through my own patterns, my own habits, that this is where I'm at, and I'm going to keep going. I don't care how many no's I get. I don't care how many disappointments I get. I don't care how many times I fumble and fall flat on my face. I am not going to change the methodology of what's already proven to be successful for me based in alignment with how I choose to navigate my journey because that's my responsibility. Wow. I so love what you said there when you uh... – Oh, I just went blank on that one, but you were talking about, uh, oh, taking ownership and uh, uh, knowing that you're going to do it regardless of what happens. Yes. Um, in my case, Lisa, you know, it, it really – I had shared this earlier, but it's true. I got to the point to where I realized I was going to do whatever it took to be successful in whatever industry that I chose to do it in, mm -hmm. um, regardless – not only regardless of what anybody else thought, but it was do or die. I yep. did not care. It wasn't life wasn't worth living unless I could live it to its fullest. Once yep. I believed that was possible, Lisa, there was nothing holding me from going all out. I, I, I was, I, you know, life again. Once you taste the possibilities of being successful, not just in in all of our success is different, but mine was. Um, I just hated, you know, I think oftentimes people, it's not as much about what they want as what they don't want. And in my case, I hated, hated living in fear. I hated living in poverty. I hated not being well uh, physically. And there were so many different things that I just absolutely despised. And so for me, it was, it was like, I'm going to either do or die. I'm going to literally, I will accomplish it or die trying because I don't want to live like this anymore. 
I, I hear this so often when people say, I don't want to live like this anymore. Are you serious? Do you really not want to live like that right. anymore? Because that embodies something completely different. That means you're willing to do whatever it takes. And, of course, nobody's going to die in a traditional business just going all out. But uh, <laughs> still, that, that mentality is what's needed to take a person, if you're going to do it quickly, Really, how bad do you want to not live like you've been living? How bad do you want this success that Lisa has? How bad do you want that? I mean, really, are you willing to just, like, walk by the restaurant and smell it, or are you going to get the full-fledged meal? I'm going to go for all that's there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I just had this thought occur to me, and this has been discussed on radio, and it's something I talk about, again, quite openly and quite consistently with because I truly do believe it, and I like to share things that I know are going to resonate with the listening audience uh, and the podcast subscribers. So, you know, it's um, some people, and there's when you're a public figure, when you're out in the public, you know, some people are going to automatically understand who you are and what you're attempting to do. People are going to understand uh, that there's a certain aspect of what you have to do, particularly in the world of technology and being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, where you have to put things out there. It's not a plug for Lisa McDonald. It's not like, look at me, look at me. It's not about narcissism. It's not about ego. But because everything I do and wanting my, – my goal is to take my message of living fearlessly to the collective, to the masses – and, of course, I'm going to use my platform. I'm going to use the 300,000 podcast subscribers that are gracious enough to tune in to me. I am going to make uh, to take full advantage of the 145 countries in which this is being aired. I am going to connect with everybody on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to do all that because I walk my talk. If I say I need to take this message of living fearlessly and be the example how how other people who are still stuck on the fence, who are hungry and just lapping up whatever people like you and myself, Amos, can offer them, because it could just be one thing that's been said by 50 million other people in the personal development industry or by their family or by their friends, but perhaps the way you say it, Amos, or the way I say it, or your example, which you cite to illustrate your point and vice versa, me doing the same, that's what tweaks for somebody. And if I know something that can perceivably tweak for somebody, which ultimately stands to change the trajectory of the rest of their life, then it's selfish for me not to do that. It's selfish for me to harbor the fruits of my labor or my insights or my experiences. If I can impart things that are going to help people maybe alleviate some of the drawn out uh, mistakes that I've made over the course of my life and, and hard you know, school of knocks. If I can save people the time to start expediting and doing it right away by saying something that tweaks or bringing a guest on that, that can manage to do the same, that's my inherent responsibility. That is my inherent responsibility to be socially responsible. Wow. I so resonate and appreciate that. Uh, that is so true. Uh, it really is. Um, and as we think in terms of so many people are hungry and they're desiring a uh, better life. And, you know, I, I still depend on, on great speakers and leaders and thought leaders and people that are blazing trails in their own field uh, to motivate me and inspire me and give me that extra little thing. You know, like I might listen to uh, your podcast a number of times and then you're saying something that you might have said a number of times, and all of a sudden it just resonates and it carries a different value. So I, I agree with you. For all of us, we have something of value that will change someone else's life, 
And yes, for us not to live up to our full potential and then also to get it out to the masses really is being selfish. And uh, and for someone that like myself, so hungry to, to, to have more, to be more, to be all that I can possibly be. There is no caps, no limits. I want to I want to just go to the top of wherever that top is, you know. I don't mm-hmm. have a limit to where that is, but I do know that uh, I am unlimited into where I can go. So, yes, that is – I so appreciate and, uh, and thank you for that uh, statement as I know I have a lot of people listening in as well uh, about, you know, that's being selfish to not get this out to people, to not uh, get your message to the ones that are – needing that the way it's said, the way you said it, that can change their life. Well, thank you for that. But I, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, you know, my energy just comes through the airways because I, I really believe all this stuff. I truly, truly believe all this stuff. And, you know, I'm very clear on what my purpose is. I'm very clear on what my passions are. I'm really clear on who the intended audience is here and the demographics. And the thing is, we're all human beings, we're all human beings, you know. We all understand what it is to exist within the spectrum of feeling isolated, feeling invisible, feeling unheard, feeling misunderstood, feeling dismissed, feeling excluded, feeling all those things, uh, you know, whether it's in the world of personal development or just whatever it is that's gone on for I- individual people within their own set of circumstances, in their own lives, in their own cultures, in their own family upbringings, in their own marriages, in their own parenting with their children, their own careers, whatever the case may be. Um, so it's very, you know, th- this applies. What we're talking about, even though we're immersed in the personal development industry uh, and we are fiercely committed to that, um, you know, what we're talking about applies to every single person who's living and breathing and walking. Truly, it does. Because it's attitude. Attitude is generic. You know, it's not demographic specific. It's not gender specific. Mindset, that's for everybody. That's for everybody. You know, overcoming adversity, that's not just for authors and radio show hosts and podcasters. That is for everybody. Everything we're talking about, living fearlessly and eradicating your life from fear and mediocrity, that applies to every single person, no matter where you come from or what your current circumstances are. This is the importance of these types of programs, this kind of dialogue, this kind of content. Um, And this is a way that Amos and I can, can... you know, collectively, jointly share in imparting our lessons because this is our way of also choosing to pay it forward and be of service because it's not about Amos specific and it's not about Lisa specific. It's not even about the contact talk radio network specific or podcast subscribers. This is about really helping shift the planet and the way that the universe thinks truly. Wow. So powerful. I, uh, I so agree with that. Um, uh, and, and, and what you said last there is about how the universe thinks, how people think. Um, you know, it, I, I'd love to at one point to go more into the universe. I know that uh, today's not a perfect day for that as we're running close to the, to the end. Yeah, of we actually but have about three minutes, Amos, and I want to give you the opportunity to invite people to, to follow you and to know where to find you. So not to cut you off in mid-sentence, but being cognizant of time, I don't want to be – I'd be remiss if we didn't give people the opportunity to know how to find you and follow you. Absolutely. So, Lisa, um, you know, by email is uh, coachamos at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter as well as Facebook. I have a number of different social media 
but uh, the coachamos.com is probably the most popular one that people contact us. From that point, we, um, you know, we can exchange numbers uh, with people and, and talk to them and see what we what we're doing, whether we can be of value to people. But uh, that's the easiest way for my book is under amosborntrigger.com, and I have two books there. Uh, the the one is is my story, and the other one really is is um, for my team basically as a uh, as a platform of uh, uh, setting goals and the different things that we do um, in in everyday life. And I really think setting goals is so important, regardless of what business we're in, regardless of what we do. Um, setting goals is so important, and and uh, and without a goal, it's just so easy to to hit nothing. You know, people get excited and they want to change their life, but it would, you know, just wanting to change my life is not enough. But right. Knowing where I'm going to go to do it and how I'm going to do it is what's really going to set up the success or failure. And uh, many awesome. times when we don't have that, you know, we blame other things. So I think uh, setting goals is a big deal, and that's a uh, my book you will basically just find is written to help people realize that whatever they want to have in life is very possible for them. Beautiful. Well, Amos, I can't thank you enough. This has been absolutely, I can honestly say, one of my favorite uh, chats here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, the Contact Talk Radio Network. Uh, we've been in contact numerous times before ramping up the show and before going live today. We will continue to remain in contact. That I have no doubt about whatsoever. Really encouraging people who were gracious enough to join in with the live broadcast here. Please, you know, Play it back when the podcast gets uploaded shortly. Play back, take notes, really sponge up what Amos has had to share here and impart with you. You know, there's a reason why people like this come on my on our guests on my show. It's for the collective. Really want to help people make fundamental, core, necessary, positive changes within their lives, all under the umbrella, of course, of living fearlessly. So I want to thank my listening audience once again for taking time out of your schedule to join myself and my guest here today on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I go live every Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern. I uh, want to thank you once again for being one of almost 300,000 now Living Fearlessly podcast subscribers. Couldn't be doing this in a vacuum. Can't do it on my own. It's not about doing things on my own. It's about sharing the wealth with everybody. So I want to wish everybody a fantastic weekend. Please be safe. Looking forward to rejoining you here again next Friday. Uh, love and gratitude, all my best, and continue to live a life of living fearlessly. Thank you. All my best. Bye, Amos. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.